You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, we are back once again, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. What's going on, buddy? You ready for some basketball talk? Yes, sir. Of course, we've got a little bit of home um, stuff to do with some Major League Baseball oh, as well. Yes, some MLB, baby. That's right. But we'll first start off with the NBA records for this last week. Let's do it. All information is provided by ESPN.com, the wide world of sports leader. Yes. <laughs> All right. First up, the Eastern Conference from the previous week in Ascending order, the Pistons went 1-2, Cavaliers 0-3, Wizards, unbelievably, 4-0, Magic 2-1, Hawks 1-2, Heat 2-2, Bulls went 3-1, the Knicks and Hornets both went 1-1, Raptors 3-1, Pacers 1-1, Celtics 2-2, Bucks 1-3, the Nets went undefeated this last week, and the 76ers went 2-1, and the Nets, I'm sorry, were 3-0 in their undefeated week. In the Western Conference, we have the Thunder and the T-Wolves both going 1-3. Rockets 0-2. Pelicans 1-3. Kings 0-4. Mavericks 0-1. Grizzlies 3-2. Warriors 2-2. Nuggets 2-2. Spurs 1-0 and had some postponements. The Blazers went 3-1 as well as the Suns. The Lakers 1-3. Clippers 3-1. And the Jazz went 2-1. And And the standings as they sit so far in the NBA in the Atlantic Division is led by the 76ers at 20 and 10. The Nets follow them at 19 and 12 in a game and a half back. Celtics are behind them at 15 and 4 and 4 and a half back of the 76ers. The Raptors are 15 and 15, perfectly 500 and are 5 games back of the 76ers. And the Knicks holding on strong at 14 and 16 and 6 games back of the 76ers. In the Central Divisions, the Bucks lead it at 17 and 13, no games back of course as they lead. Pacers are 15 and 14 and a game and a half back. Bulls 13 and 16 and 3 and a half back. Cavaliers 10 and 20 and 7 games back. Pistons are 8 and 21 and 8 and a half back. In the Southeast Division, the Hornets lead the division at 14 and 15. <laughs> no team still is over 500 or at least 500 yet. Man. The Heat are 13 and 17, one and a half back. Hawks are 12 and 17, two games back. Magic 12 and 18, two and a half back. And the Wizards, with their winning streak, got up to 10 wins, 
Still had 17 losses, but only three games out of first place. In the Western Conference, the Northwest Division, the Jazz lead the whole conference and the Northwest Division as they are 24-6. and six. The Blazers are in second place at 18-11 and 5.5 back of the Jazz. The Nuggets are 16-13 and 7.5 and back of the Jazz. The Thunder are 11-18, 12.5 back of the Jazz. And the T-Wolves are a sad 7-23, 17 games behind the Jazz. In the Pacific Division, the Lakers and Clippers are virtually tied at 22-9 and nine apiece. <clears throat> and then uh, the Suns are two behind both teams at 19-10. and 10. Warriors 16 and 15, six games back, and the Kings are 12 and 17, nine games back. And in the Southwest Division, the Spurs are 16 and 11 <clears throat> and lead the division. Uh, the Grizzlies are 500 at 13 and 13 and are two and a half back of the Spurs. Mavericks are 13 and 15, three and a half back. Pelicans 12 and 17, five games back, and the Rockets are 11 and 17 and only five and a half back of the Spurs. Yeah, man. How about them Jazz, dude? Yeah, they are playing some lights-out basketball. So, some uh, Major League Baseball notes to talk about. Farewell, Tim Tebow. The Florida Gator legend and former NFL quarterback turned baseball outfielder officially retired from the game of baseball. Tebow had been invited by the Mets organization as a non-roster invitee to spring training. However, a few short days after the news of the invite, Tim Tebow made a retirement announcement discussing... Uh, his focus on family and future endeavors that he already has in the works and does not want to jeopardize those things. Tebow only managed to make it up to AAA level and never made it into the big leagues. Some were shocked that Tebow never ever was not ever a September call-up when rosters, rosters could expand to 40 and uh, to end the season. This, of course, was prior to new ownership and their expectations. Um, it was thought the old ownership group would have used Tebow's celebrity to boost ticket sales, but never exploited him in that way. Tebow, of course, was not given a proper chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, despite leading the Denver Broncos to an unlikely division title and beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime and a on wild card weekend. The Broncos would go on to sign Peyton Manning and trade Tebow to the Jets. Cooper, your thoughts on Tim Tebow hanging up his cleats? Tim Tebow is is a good man and. Hats off to him. I'm happy for him that uh, he's focusing on family and God and, and doing what he has to do in life to become a better man. And and if it means hanging up his cleats, then go for it, brother. Yes, sir. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a kind of a sad day, but also um, it's good for him to uh, go out on his own terms, which is always nice. Oh, yes. So, um, you know, he, he's been a pretty good ana uh, analysis analyst. Sorry. There we go. Analyst <laughs> um, on the uh, SEC uh, network. And uh, so it's been helpful for them uh, probably because, you know, he's, he's a really smart guy. So it's Definitely. Not like, when it comes to sports, that dude is lights out. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we, he didn't actually end up moving on to broadcasting at some point um, full time. If that's where he feels like uh, his life's calling is coming to or, you know, the I mean, the dude can end up leading a church at some point if he really wanted to. He's just that passionate about his religion and belief in God and stuff. So, yeah, man. I mean, the doors are open for Tebow. Yeah, man, he's, he's, no matter which way the man goes, he's a good man. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see him happy and, and uh, focusing on family. That's a big thing in life. So hats off to him, man. Yes, sir. All right. Well, it did take a while, but we finally got a major contract signing this offseason. 
and it comes in the form of an extension for San Diego Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr., who signed a 14-year, $340 million extension with the ball club. It is a record deal based off the number of years for the contract, and it comes really early in Tatis' career as, it's, as he was not eligible for free agency for two more years and wasn't even eligible for arbitration until this coming season, after this coming season. But this does appear to be a good sign for young players, especially those on the smaller market teams. Cooper, your thoughts on Fernando Tatis' record deal? Dude, that is crazy. $340 million? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's crazy, dude. At least, you know, when you get that much money, you know your team loves you. So, right. you know, and uh, you're set, brother. So that's that's awesome. Have a good career. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, he's got all his, he's 22 now. That contract takes him all the way up to age 36. Can you imagine being 22 years old and having that much money? I, w- I would like to imagine, but I'm 34. And yeah, I we're, we're nowhere near that, right? Well, I'll be lucky if I become a, a millionaire for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, so, yeah, we're very off. But I like I like I said, it, it bodes well for young players who are in smaller markets. San Diego is a smaller market, even though it's a good area for ballplayers to want to play at. Um, mm-hmm. And... I like it because it's showing they're willing, they're trying to actually they're t- they're sick and tired of the Dodgers. They're ready to go. They want to take them on, man. That's good. It's good, uh, and it's good for us as Dodger fans because we we like a good rivalry. Yeah, and finally we have one because so. you know San Francisco's, I think, fell into the ocean at this point because they've been nowhere. <laughs> yeah, them kings and queens over there. Hey, hey you now let's get <laughs> ourselves in trouble now. <laughs> All right, and finally, last bit of baseball news. The Toronto Blue Jays have announced that the team will play its home games at least through May at their spring training site in Florida. Travel between the U.S. and and Canada remains restricted due to the COVID pandemic, thus resulting in the Blue Jays needing to stay in Florida to be able to play home games. This, of course, also means we will continue seeing the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa as their plans to split a home schedule between Tampa and Montreal continues to be laid be delayed by the pandemic. Cooper, your thoughts on the Blue Jays? Yeah, man, uh, this pandemic's nuts. And I think, you know, we're going to be dealing with this for a while, so they might need to figure out a more permanent situation. Because, honestly, uh, I don't see this thing going anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah. uh, you know, it may be an endemic, so we'll see what happens. Right, they might so, have to sit there and look into actually, maybe even looking into sharing Tropicana Field with the the Rays at this point, just so that way they can get it done properly. And it would it would be kind of helpful because you know they are in the same division, so they could probably work it out pretty easily. Yeah, man, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, well, we definitely will. So at least through May, though, the Blue Jays will be the Florida Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> Or the Toronto Blue Jays of Florida, one of the two. <laughs> However you want to go about it, ask the Los Angeles Angels, Angels of Anaheim, how they like their name. Losers. <laughs> All right, man. Let's switch gears and head back to the hardwood, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Next up, we're talking about the Boston Celtics, who have been characteristically mediocre so far this season, as they just set a game above five hundred. The Eastern Conference, especially their division, has gotten a lot tougher with the rise of the Nets. The 76 are seemingly coherent. The Raptors have been getting their act together, and even the Knicks may mess around and actually make the back end of the playoffs as a 7 or 8 seed. 
Plus, they also had the Bucks in the conference, despite their recent struggles. The Pacers, who always seem to be in the mix, and the Heat seem to be clicking on all cylinders now, and even the Hornets seem watchable at times. General Manager Danny H. took the blame on the team's recent struggles, and when it was suggested that the team may be turn, uh, tuning out head coach Brad Stevens, he immediately shot that down. Ainge is always a dealer type of guy, and it feels like there's a, if there's a trade to be made that will help out the team, he'll figure it out. So, Cooper, your thought thoughts on the Boston Celtics and their kind of mediocre season so far? Yeah, man. Uh, it has a lot to do with the pandemic, too. Uh, people just... As far as sports goes, sometimes it's kind of hard to get into it. And if you ask anybody who's a home team or whatever, you know, you sometimes thrive off of that, you know, off that crowd. And not having the crowd there might play a factor into what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not quite sure, but we'll see what happens with it. I, I do see Boston to maybe start pushing a little bit more and playing a little bit harder, but we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, we definitely will. It's going to be interesting to see. It's just, uh, like I said, it's uncharacteristic of them. They're usually, you know, top flight yeah, team. Top, top team there, yeah. And they've been kind of struggling. as like, though they're still in the middle of the pack. It just, it's very odd for them to be kind of, you know, treading water, it seems like. Yeah. So it's just unusual. Alright, so uh, the Los Angeles Lakers have been without star player Anthony Davis, uh, who will be out at least four more weeks with a right Achilles soreness. The team does not want to rush him back and risk him tearing the Achilles tendon. The team is also without point guard Dennis Schroeder, who will miss at least two more games due to COVID protocols. Schroeder, though, has tested negative, but he was within contact point of someone who tested positive. Uh, without both players, the Lakers have been struggling of late. Their latest loss to Miami was hard to watch. The team missed 32 of their three-point attempts, finishing 13 of 45 at a click of 28.9%. Some would argue that while the Heat were 8 of 28 with a 28.6% from beyond the arc, so Lakers had a better percentage. My point, however, is that the Lakers missed more three-pointers than the Heat took by four and lost by four. If the Lakers take nearly half of those three-pointers, turn them into high-percentage shots, and make about half of those, so taking of the 16 they taking 16 that they missed from beyond the arc, turning those into about 10 to 15 footers, and make eight of those, they end up winning the game going away, as they are the better team. The Lakers play like play like they are a high-volume three-point shooting team, and they are not that type of team, and it needs to change. Cooper, your thoughts on the Lakers and their struggles? Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, if they can't hit it from beyond the arc, they need to uh, they need to go in inside, man. That's, I mean, a bucket is a bucket. Who cares if it's three points? Yes, three points does get you, you know, more points. But at the same time, you're looking for wins, not yeah. not not you know, oh well, let's blow them out of the water. No, you want to blow somebody out the water, get the lead first, and then blow them out of the water. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it seems like they're taking more risk by doing all these three-pointers and missing than they would if they go in, go in for the foul, get the, you know, get the, you know, get the foul, go in for that. I mean, there's so many other ways you can go about scoring, and they need to really rethink their game plan with this. Absolutely, because this is ridiculous. They literally missed more three-pointers than the Heat took in three-pointers. 32 to 28. Man, That's yeah. bad. Yeah. When you miss more than they the other opponent even took, he's just terrible. 
And uh, like I said, like I said, they could have taken at least half of those, shot two pointers, and made half of those. They win this game going away because they are the better. They, I know a lot of people say, well, they need Anthony Davis to win a championship. Yeah, but they don't need Anthony Davis to beat a lot of teams that they come up against right now. Yeah, a lot of their teams they're still better without Anthony Davis than those teams that they're facing. And even without um, Schroeder, I know him puts more work on LeBron. He has to be the facilitator. But still, you can win these games. You just got to sh- show up and actually play smart. And jacking up 45 three-pointers and missing 32 of them, it's not smart at all. Not it's not smart basketball. All. Uh-uh. All right. So I'll get off my freaking little uh, soapbox and we'll talk one more other item. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I'm just saying. No, I understand. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, you know, I mean, you're missing by that much. It just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, if you're missing at that kind of rate, you don't need to be jacking up three-pointers. All right, so here we go. What has happened to the Cleveland Cavaliers? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Earlier this season, the team managed to beat the Super Nets in back-to-back games. Since then, they've lost 13 of 15, including nine straight games. If not for a postponed game against the Spurs, this losing streak may be 10. The team chemistry may be off, as it was recently announced. The team had plans to sit, and they are sitting Andre Drummond until they can trade him. But it seems like the team has rested on its laurels after beating the Super Nets earlier this season. Cooper, your thoughts on the (laughs) Cleveland Cavaliers? The Cleveland Steamers? Wow. Uh, They're crap this year, dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care for him. I never have. I didn't even like him when LeBron was with him. In fact, I think I hated him even more then. So, because, uh, you know, it gave Cleveland a team and I didn't care for it. So. <laughs> All right. You know, me being a Steelers fan, I know it's not basketball, but seeing even a one Cleveland team actually do something, it, it used to get on my nerves so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that they they would use try and rub it in and say, oh well, LeBron's better than Michael Jordan because of this, that, or the other. I know he's a Laker now, but I'm telling you, dude, it took me a long time to get over the fact that you know he was traded because for a long time you and I both hated on him. We didn't care for him at all. So Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it took a long time for me to get over that, and I, I guess it's because. I don't know. I just I looked at LeBron and I looked at the Cavaliers like they were the dark side. So, All right. And I I still have my reserve stuff about um, LeBron. Uh, even though he's a Laker, I do like him a little bit better because he's a Laker. But still, I'm kind of he'll he'll there'll be times and you've seen me during games where he get he thinks he got fouled and I'm like, dude, that's not a foul. And you're like, if that was any other Laker, you'd be screaming your head off. That was a foul. And I'm like, I know. Yeah, but I mean, last night though uh, against Miami, he had a couple times where he was right. They kind of hacked the crap out of him, and they said nothing. Of course, they kind of let um, Jimmy Butler get hacked a couple times on the other end. So I was like, okay, if you're not gonna call it on LeBron, and then you don't call it on Jimmy, I'm okay with that. But if you don't call it on LeBron, then turn around and call it for Jimmy. I would have been pissed. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's like, dude, you gotta call. You either don't call it and don't call it, or you call it and then you call it again. Otherwise, it's just stupid. You got to be. That's what I don't like about referees. I don't like about referees. Sometimes they just very inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Or one sided. Yeah, that's and that really seems to be the 
problem with the when it comes to the Lakers too. It seems like they kind of. I'm sure a lot of fans out there going, "Well, I could say the same about my team." Yeah, but it really seems like they kind of let things slide against the Lakers a little bit more. Uh, they kind of get a little bit more hammered uh, at the uh, at the point of attack. I mean, come on, look what <laughs> look how they officiated against Shaq. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, he he could get clotheslined and they wouldn't seem to care. <laughs> Check whatever you check. He's big enough. He can take it. Right, and that's. I think that's kind of how they view LeBron's LeBron. It sometimes where they're just like, oh, one so it's like, yeah, but no. Yeah. All right, man. That does it for us. I think you got anything to add? Nah, man. It's been fun, and uh, you know, this week we're gonna be talking about some more, just some more sports, some different stuff. So. Mm I'm excited for this week, dude. It's going to be fun. Yeah, new changes coming to Sports Talk by adding some more sports. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait. So we hope you're also enjoying the pay-per-view tonight uh, because, you know, we will have this posted at 10, and the pay-per-view should be close to ending around that time. So we hope you are enjoying it. We sure will be enjoying it at that time. Because uh, I know we usually do. Oh, yes. So uh, so we'll be, of course, talking about that next Saturday, how that went. Uh, Tuesday, of course, is football talk and NASCAR talk. So be sure to also tune in to Fox tomorrow for the uh, Daytona Speedway. Or, uh, sorry, road course race tomorrow. Yes, the road course race. That's right. The most and interesting one. You know, not another left turn. They're actually going right this time. That's right. Not just a left turn. They're making a right turn. They're <laughs> turning every direction. Oh, look, he's spinning out of control. Ah, those are always fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, less less wrecks, though. Sometimes. Depending on how... <laughs> right. Depending on how aggressive people start getting on that course. Yeah. Usually, though... Don't be a NASCAR driver and have road rage. That's why I'm not one. <laughs> one of the reasons why I'm not one. Obviously, I... Don't think I can climb in and out of a window of a car, even that low to the ground. He's like, ah, I can't move. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then, of course, so yeah, uh, Thursday is the start of the new episode. So we hope you all tune in and check it out. It's going to be a worldwide sports talk. We're going to talk about just about any other sport we really don't cover. And now we're going to cover it. We're going to cover it all, baby. That's all right. we do. So uh, hopefully some good things happen around the world in sports so we can talk about it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a really boring show. <laughs> Big man, you seem so awkward. Are you okay with this? Sure. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so <laughs> that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.